Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm world-renowned Johnny Depp impersonator Colin Farrell. I'm Ian Alex. <laughs> and this week, uh, we are talking about Fantastic Beast and where to find them. New York. The answer is, is New York, apparently. Oh, that's, oh you, you did a thing. Okay. That's, uh, could it could have saved me some time if uh, I'd known that beforehand, but you know what? That's fine. So, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, a film by David Yates, came out in that's 2016. Correct. It has a 74% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 79% audience score. Eh? Sounds about right. That's... Okay. <laughs> um, if I could describe... I'm going to go ahead and get my, my thoughts out of the way. If I could describe this movie with one word, it would be lame. <laughs> Tyler, what is your best thing and your worst thing uh, about Fantastic Beasts and where to fall asleep at? The Fallen Kingdom. The Fallen, the Fallen Kingdom. Kingdom. <laughs> uh, A Star Wars story. <laughs> my... <sighs> So, my favorite thing in general would be our our four, like j- core four cast. Um, the uh, Eddie Redmayne playing Newt, and then you got Kowalski and Queenie and Tina. Which usually in a, in a movie like this, I wouldn't remember their names, which is a testament to the fact that it did actually like register for me. Oh. Um, uh, I, I had I had the exact opposite problem. In fairness, this was the second remember. time I, I this was the second time I watched the movie, so the really condensed, uh, complex plot lines there really slowed down for me, and I was able to take it in. <laughs> um, oh, 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 you're still oh, 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 oh you none of that's true. Um, but no, I ge- I genuinely think that their performances are all great. Uh, the dialogue really isn't bad. Like that, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of nice little moments between them. Um, I think particularly the ending, the, the their kind of parting farewells, is pretty strong, and we'll kind of get into that. Um, but overall, just they they breathe life into this movie, which is otherwise just a piece of wood. Um, <laughs> it's very <laughs> accurate. It's uh, very accurate. My least favorite thing about this movie is everything to do with the obscurus plot line which is like half the movie um it's just it's not interesting it's not compelling and it has nothing to do with fantastic beasts yes. and where to find <laughs> and finding <them. laughs> finding fantastic beasts uh it it feels shoehorned in it feels like as we progress through the movie the movie just tries to to do a very like hard turn into that plot line by like weaning us off of the oh Newt's commander he's got a wacky adventure across New York to find all these creatures that escaped we 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 somehow just like swing hard away from that and oh, yeah. like it keeps being like oh yeah here's a scene about this thing this thing's gonna be the actual plot of the movie and you're like wait I don't I don't want that can we can we not oh oh we're okay it's gone oh right, I was having fun for a few minutes there yeah. oh yeah. how dare I yeah <laughs> um, yeah it, so it was my my first time watching the movie. Um, and it pretty much, it kind of matched my expectations. I guess I'll say it slightly disappointed me, even with mm-hmm. my very low expectations. Um, uh, it's so weird comparing this 
to to the previous Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Um, just because obviously I had a lot more investment in those. So this one, on the one hand, I'm trying to take it more on its own terms because I'm not having to compare it as much to other source material. Because I mean, there is a Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them book, but it's not this story. Right. So, like the comparison is just completely. It's almost thrown out the window entirely. Um. But at the same time, I feel like it's much. It's a much steeper climb that this movie has to make to impress me. Yeah. Because the fact that it doesn't have any source material that already that that I'm already fond of, you know, and kind of like filling in the blanks with. Yes. Uh, so it was very weird watching this movie. Um. I don't really have a best thing other than what you said, so I'll just take what you said as well. <laughs> But it's not it's not the whole cast. Um I think there are some good performances outside of the main four, but I don't think everybody's good in this movie. Um Johnny Depp's weird for the thirty second season of this movie. I wish Colin Farrell was just Grindelwald. I don't know why we needed that that little twist. Yep. I, I don't know who we'll, thought we'll that was have a to, good we'll idea. We'll have to dissect that. We'll have to get into um, that. And then just other things like Ezra Miller's fine, I guess. He gets nah. nothing to yeah. do except just being quiet and weird. Yeah. Um, he's so one note. Uh, There's uh, Umbridge Light. Um, but the, but the the new Salem lady, and she's not very okay. Good can I can I just say no Madge is the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. heard. That yeah. is just the and they don't even keep it consistent with like other words that are spoken. It's not like they still use the term or. I feel yes. like that would be an easy thing to also be like, well, here's the American equivalent of that. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're going to do that, have everything seem – have it seem like a new world to us as opposed to – Yeah. Yeah, we changed a couple of words. Everything else looks basically the same, and they have American accents. All right. Uh, and then John Voight's in this movie for some reason, and he's very distracting just because John Voight is such a yep. distinct actor. Yep. There's the guy from, like, the AT&T commercials. Or I think it's AT&T. Um, no, 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 it's progressive, sorry. he He's the banker that Kowalski goes to try and get a loan from. Is he really? He's he's from, he's in the AT&T, or, God, I said it again. The progressive commercials, he's, like, supposed to be, like, the, the nameless other insurance companies in the lore of uh, progressive commercials, if you're if you're curious. Um, yeah, it's, it's very, that's distracting to me, too. I, I was like, what? Yeah. But yeah. the, the outside of the main four, it's mostly just whatever. Um, yep. The best scene of this movie is when they're just chilling in uh, not Ellen Ripley's apartment. Mm-hmm. Just because they're just engaging in conversation. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have to think about a plot right now. <laughs> <laughs> we really never should in this movie. Yeah. Um, Alas. I've got several worse things that I could throw in because mm-hmm. this movie is so nothing to me. Uh, I guess it just might be the Johnny Depp reveal at the end. I don't. Well, maybe j- just the handling of Grindelwald in general. Uh, it's just so weird. Fantastic Beast Two: The Handling and, of Grindelwald. <laughs> well, isn't the second one called The Crimes, the Crimes of, Grindelwald? of Grindelwald? You're yeah. not that far off. No, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Like this movie just stops at the end and says, "Oh hey, yeah, we we have a wizard Hitler plot going on, right?" 
And then they mentioned Dumbledore's name like once, and I'm like, oh, that's that's pandering. Uh, Yeah, just... Okay, so... Do you know anything about the, the, the history of this film? No. Okay, I don't Have either. I didn't do any oh, research. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> J.K. Rowling has the writing credit on this movie, and I don't see... I, I can't understand how you, that's possible. You brought this up to me, and I was like, oh, that's weird. Um, I mean, for one, <clears throat> my first thought was, oh, it's... I mean, she has never done a screenplay before, so, like, it's 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 not going to be perfect. Um but my other thing is that I think the direction legitimately takes away a lot of the overall effect. I mean, it's the same way where it's like we had the the previous movies. Like we, I mean, we did talk about stuff that they changed in the script and everything. But there was a lot of directorial. Oh what have you? Done? I apologize. Um, I, I hit my mic. It's fine. Continue. Okay. Directorial action stuff that we didn't like that was added in or changed or whatever. There's just a lot of that. Um, in the previous movies that were also going off of a, a base outline at least and, and took a lot of the same dialogue and everything and I feel like this is probably a very similar case because uh, I brought up in the sixth one how the because they just went completely like off script for that basically as far as the book goes and it felt like a lot of the sixth movie uh, was like aliens trying to write how humans like write or talk right. I mean I should say um, this one kind of feels a lot how like aliens would think a movie is directed <laughs> where a lot of the times when the dialogue is just like let when they just let a character say a thing usually like especially if it's one of the, f- the four main characters the performance comes across it's it, it doesn't you know it's not interfere with my effects or anything we can just get it and we we enjoy it and we like the character we like we for, we get the response the emotional response to that line whatever it may be or, or the the expositional response i don't or expositional information i should say it, it like it works if it's just the characters talking and it's you know i can see the overall structure of trying to weave grindelwald into this and how that would make sense from the screenplay perspective um but it's just I don't know. Like, there's a lot of bits where where a character will say something, and then there's just too long of a pause, or like if they they the pacing and the momentum of this movie is just broken. Like, it, there's no. There, it never gets to a point where we we feel like we're we're really rolling now. And we're you know into the it's action. Cause it, it's because it never gets you invested in the plot. Yeah, but Newt's shenanigans with his animals, with his creatures, and the actual plot of uh, the Flash being an evil uh, black monster mm-hmm. thing that oh, I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are so separate. The correct terminology is the smoke monster from Lost. I was thinking black goo or or the the whatever the ether from thor the dark world there you there go were, there, there, you were, go. there are many many comparisons <laughs> we could make here basically the we are lazy and we don't want to come up with a cool looking effect that will have to put effort into into rendering every time so we're just gonna have a cloud of black mist that just does things it looks like tom hardy venom damn <laughs> Lame. This movie's just lame. <laughs> and and once again, it's one of those situations where I can imagine. Like I said, I didn't see this in the theater. Um, I had no 
excitement for this movie whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, after the, the last of the Harry Potter movies came out, I was kind of done with the series. And I think that's mostly because... I mean, the wizarding world that Rowling created is interesting. For me, it's the characters that really yeah. matter. So when it's just like, oh, we're going back, it's going to be a prequel series, and we're going to have all these new characters. I'm like, yeah, but I don't care. It's not Harry, Ron, and Hermione, so why why should I care? Yeah. Um, and and then our, our weird bias towards Eddie Redmayne, that didn't help either. Um, and I'm sure he's... I mean, he is a good actor in this, and obviously he was included in our best things, but I think Jupiter Ascending, at least for me, really... <laughs> it's going to take hurt. some time to, for him to rub off that stain. It's one of those actors where you're just like, oh, I I don't know if you deserve the praise you get for, <laughs> after that. I, I don't know. It, it, I, I'm being unfair in that way, but obviously him being the main guy at, the, mm-hmm. at that time did not excite yeah. me at all yeah. for the movie. Like, nothing about it was getting me excited. Uh, and then it was just like, oh, it's a nothing movie, exactly like I thought it'd be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is a crime that we never get a montage of Newt rounding up animals. Like, there should be a point of this movie where it's just like, he has to do some, like, it's just a series of three or four scenes. Maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe more than that. But it's just a series of scenes you put James Newton Howard. I should I should go ahead and throw this out here. He does the score for this. The score I think is excellent. Um, I think it's probably the best we've had since the fifth one with was that Nicholas Hooper? Is yep. That who did that? Yeah. Um, because obviously there is there is a run there. I mean, obviously you start off with John Williams. Um, I forget who did the fourth. Patrick was that Doyle? Doyle? That yes. was Doyle. Yeah, yeah. And so so you had those first five movies. The scores are all amazing for those, and I feel like the last three were just nothing. Yeah. Um, this one is very nice in terms of, uh, I don't know, just it's, it's creative. They use Hedwig's theme a couple of times and I'm just like, why well, you don't, that's not, that doesn't apply here. Um, but overall, it's, I mean, it's almost like Danny Elfman using the Batman yes. and Superman themes and justice. <laughs> like, this is, like, not, what, what are you this is not the time or place, pal. <laughs> um, but overall, I think the the score and he introduces a lot of new elements that I really really enjoy. Um, and this, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, I know we usually talk about score at the end. It had no impact on me whatsoever. There are some scenes that I think only worked because of the score. Okay, uh, like the, the I'm thinking of the scene where they first walk into the the Makusa, um, which sounds oddly similar to Yakuza. So there's that. Wait, what's um, the Makusa? Is that the suitcase? Yeah, no, no, no. That's the the the. Congress, magical Congress. Okay, so they did change another word. I just, I. Whatever. Well, they they just it's the American version of their ministry. Oh Instead yeah, ministry that's that's yeah. the acronym, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So the they go they walk in there and there's the big clock and everything, and it's really not that impressive. And like the special effects are not incredible. Oh no, no, no. Do you remember when, in Order of the Phoenix when we go to the Ministry of Magic? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. wow, this is this is pretty cool. And they got the giant. <laughs> you got a statue, nice place here, guys. And they got the really big banner with Cornelius Fudge yep. on it. Like this is yep. these really cool elements. Then they go down to the Department of Min- Min- uh, Mysteries, and it's like, wow, this. Is, I mean, there's not a whole lot here, but it's just like a cool looking design. Mm-hmm. This is just nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so it, there's a sweeping shot of it spinning around the ta- around and up the tower that it's hosted in. 
<clears throat> and the music there is like, oh, this is really nice swelling music. I really like this. It's you know, it's it's just fun and energetic, and it's like, oh, magic. We we forgot about magic. That's a thing that we we get to to reintroduce ourselves to. Uh, but then pretty much all you see is a tower and and like a, a clock and with like some some labels on it that like oh bad things are happening and that's about it. That but there's said, a couple of other moments where where I mean I would say that uh, Newt walking through the suitcase for the first time yeah there, there's I, I think the music really shines there. There's a few moments where I'm like oh you're giving me feelings that's I will, good someone's I will say, trying. Though, Pacing-wise, it does feel weird that we have, like, a couple of scenes where he's walking around in the suitcase, and it's like, oh, we're, yeah. this yeah. isn't the first, we've been here before, why are, yeah. okay. <laughs> this movie could have had, like, half an hour cut out of it. and You mean the entire plotline with Grindelwald? Yes, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. Um, so, correct me if I'm wrong, how does this movie start? Is it, is it? Isn't it a bunch of ores like in a completely dark field or something, and they yes. all get killed? Something like that. That's the opening of this movie for yeah. some reason, and then we get like newspaper clippings that's supposed to be similar to Order of the Phoenix, but still somehow it <laughs> it's less interesting, right? Uh, about Grindelwald and all that, and then we yep. just cut to Newt, and then we forget about Grindelwald for a while because who cares? Yes. The editing in this is so weird. and yes. the, Oh, yeah, because there's the weird scene I noticed. There's the scene where uh, not Johnny Depp walks into... Like, he just walks into, like, the destroyed building or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the scene just ends. Right. And it's like, what was, what was the point of that? <laughs> we don't know who this guy is. We have no context for anything that's happening right now. Yeah. And there's, like, no dialogue in the scene. It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. It's just terrible. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just so strange. And I, I think the, the point I was originally trying to make, and then we got got sidetracked by actually talking about the movie, <laughs> I can completely understand the, the people that kind of went in, kind of with the, with the feeling that I feel that, that a lot of people had when they went to the Hobbit movies of just... Wow, it's yeah. just more of this universe. I'm excited to see more of this universe, regardless of the storytelling. Yeah. So I I understand that to a certain degree, but I like almost none of it worked for me. Right. So where where would we kind of like to start? Because we've already <laughs> kind of gone all over the place. Uh, well, let's try to dissect why Grindelwald's storyline doesn't work. Um, because he's shoehorned in at the end. They mention well, him once or but, twice, but and I'm then he just well, shows up. No, 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 but I'm saying everything to do with that, where it's Colin Farrell and he's trying to talk to Credence about. Also, the, the plot has nothing to do with Grindelwald. Yes, like it's Grindelwald it's not. It's wants... not about Grindelwald. Grindelwald's just there. This is supposed to be like the big bad at this point yeah. in time in the Wizarding world, and yeah. he's such a nothing. He has no presence whatsoever. Gr- Grindelwald wants uh, an Obscurus to do bad things with, um, yeah. and that's the that's the plot. And so it's like he, I don't know. He, the, the, all the stuff with the the new Salemers, and also just the stuff with the senator, that never really like goes anywhere. Like they spend a lot of screen time on that the brothers not liking each other. Yes, 
and and like there's the dad a whole being, yeah there's a whole like, setup I'm going to focus on like... my one son gr- growing up to be a senator, and I'm going to ignore the other one, and then the the senator son just gets killed, and then that that's the end of that. Yeah, there's a whole setup where it's. I guess it's just flavor where uh, the senator's brother is like... That's a nice way to describe BS in a movie. It's flavor. He's just like, oh, uh, you never listen to me. I'm tired of this happening every time. These people have something to say. And then there's the stuff about the family. And then the senator is just like a complete jerk to the guy, to to Ezra Miller. I guess because Ezra Miller has a bowl cut and that's he he has a problem with that. I don't know. Uh, He he should have been like... I watched the Justice League movie. <laughs> I like brunch, and then he just <laughs> points him to the to the exit. Yeah, it's it's uh, and that because of that, that sets up the fact that the brother hates him, or not the brother, Credence. Sorry, hates him and and sets the obscure or goes and kills him as an obscurus. I guess it's just dumb. Um, and yeah, we net like we never get any indication of credence um being a thing and then the part where tina we find out like attacked credence's adopted mother oh yeah that came out of nowhere uh, and it's just like wait we needed this information or like i get it's a big drop or reveal or whatever but we needed this information earlier to tie these storylines together and these characters yeah. together because right now we do not care about credence and his gang of misfits like yeah. that's not a thing you have gotten us to be interested in also, I don't know if it was just me or if this is like some big realization or whatever. I I kind of guessed that the Flash was the MacGuffin bad guy, whatever. Like very early yeah, on. Yeah, I feel like they make it pretty obvious, and then they try to like twist. Like I was watching the movie this time, and I was like, "Oh wait, wait, is it the little girl?" And then they they flip it, and it's like, if you're gonna have a twist, make make the twist be that it's the little girl. Like play up the fact that oh, it seems like Credence is actually hiding something. But then, oh wait, the little girl is actually the, the, the child, or the, the, the make or credence less weird. Yeah, yeah. Like he can have still him, be a have little. Have be the off. senator's brother. I don't know. <laughs> Do something weird. Have him be John Voight. I don't care. <laughs> that would be amazing. He just turns into like a giant smoke John Voight that's just like screaming at them. And <laughs> hey, hey, the movie instantly gets a thousand times more entertaining. <laughs> Agreed. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what they were thinking, and I—it's just so strange. Like, remember *Gobble to Fire*? How there was no way you could guess that that somebody was impersonating Moody. Yeah, like it was a very good reveal. It was yeah. very well done. Even like Quirrell, there's no way you were gonna guess that Voldemort was in the back of his head. Yeah, yeah. You might be or, like, oh, that, or that *Chamber of weird. Secrets*. Tom Riddle is actually Voldemort. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Prisoner of Azkaban. I didn't know Sirius was actually on Harry's side and that uh, yep. Pettigrew was actually the bad guy. Each Harry Potter story does such a good job, even if the movie's not great, of, of having a nice, re- you know, mm-hmm. a, a good mysteries mm-hmm. and, and nice reveals. Even Half-Blood Prince, to a certain degree, it doesn't focus enough on Snape, but at the end, uh, when he says, I'm the Half-Blood Prince... There's there's no way an audience is going to know that. Like yeah. it's not, and and this is almost this is to the movie's fault. It's not telegraphed nearly enough. Like there's nothing building up to that reveal, and it's a delicate balance you have to walk. Mysteries are very difficult to write, but mm-hmm. Rowling has tons of experience consistently writing good mysteries, which yes. makes me believe that I don't I don't actually think that she wrote this. I think she 
wrote at least the outline and the general idea. I think there was a lot of influence from David Yates and Steve Clovis, um, considering they were both producers. I, I, I just think they're, I think studios were like, okay, you've given us this thing that's pretty good. We're going to do this to it. Because <laughs> for some reason, we think this is what audiences want, as demonstrated by the last three Harry Potter movies that were terrible. Um, but made all the money. Yeah. They did, but they could have made so much more. It's the the Batman versus Superman thing where it's like people are like, "Oh, Batman versus Superman is so much." No, 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 better better example is Suicide Squad because Suicide Squad made a ton of money compared to what people expected it to, and everyone's like, "Oh, see the DC people love the DCU." I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's awesome. What do you you know? It's great. Um, but then, and then even Wonder Woman, like Wonder Woman came out, and obviously that was good, and so everyone was like, "Oh, there we go." But then the moment that it went back to Justice League. No one had any interest in watching those characters. And it tanked horribly. It just took a while because the initial, like, fan outpouring, a lot like with Harry Potter, was so strong. I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with that entirely. They could have made more. They they could have made a lot more. I, I 100% stand by that. Because if you look at the actual proportion of how many people saw it on opening weekend versus, like the overall run of the movie that's usually a pretty good indicator for how, or that is how people indicate how long a or how good a movie's legs are uh which is just like generally a, a response to assuming i mean that's based on competition and stuff too there's a whole lot of factors that go into it but like generally if a movie has longer legs it's because people like it more there's better word of mouth people want to go continue seeing it whereas the last few Harry Potter movies made so much money opening weekend from the fans going out to see it and then just trailed off because they weren't appealing to the to like general audiences. They were appealing to Harry Potter fans at that point. And general audiences were like, oh, that's a Harry Potter movie. I guess, you know, like obviously they, they made a lot of money. People were watching them. But if they had made the, if they had continued to make movies in the vein of uh, Order of the Phoenix, although apparently we're completely different from the critics on that one. So what do I know? But like, I think if they had continued to make movies more like that, and especially more like three and four, because those I think are are a really good balance of everything the movies should be, and then continued on with that that goodwill. I I think that it would have brought in a lot more people, kind of like the MCU, where the MCU just over time they've continued to to bring in more and more people. Like it's not just appealing to fans anymore; they're continuing to bring in people who just watch the movies and are like, I liked that movie, and they have no idea about the characters from the comics or anything like that. And I think that they could have done a very similar thing. And they did not. And they're terrible for it. I'm not going to say I completely agree with your assessment. Um, just because 6, 7, and 8 all consistently made... Well, 6 and 7 made very close to a billion dollars. And then the last one made $1.3 billion. Yeah. So they were but able to consistently beat, do well. I, I don't know. But I'm saying they could have done better. I'm not saying they didn't do well. I'm saying they could have done better, and I 100% stand by that because I don't think that the last few appealed to widespread audiences. I think they appealed largely to fans who already came in with the knowledge and kind of filled in the information from the book without, like... Because so it just made more sense to watch them. Like, they weren't logically uh, screwed up as we kind of determined when we watched them this time around well that's the thing that i wonder about those movies because 
I feel like you and I were putting a lot more thought into it than most people would. Yeah. Like true. I said, like I said, it's mostly like surface level. It makes sense, and then you start to break it down. You put five seconds of thought into it, and you're like, "Wait, that that wait what?" Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I agree to disagree. I guess let's let's move on. We're we're. I'm gonna have still a, talking I'm gonna about prepare Harry a detailed analysis. Uh, for that, the that's next fine. Time we make, talk make, about make Harry Potter a, movie. Make a make a five hour video essay. Yes. I'll watch it. And it's then okay I'll be the only I'll, I'll be the only comment, and I'll be like wrong. <laughs> it's okay because our our Harry Potter HBO miniseries that comes out in 2026 or whenever uh, is gonna become the most popular entertainment franchise on the planet. So we'll we'll write the wrongs. We'll write the wrongs. Maybe Daniel Radcliffe can play uh, James Potter in that series. Well, that'd be fun. That'd be cute. <laughs> I'm trying. He here, doesn't people. have Lily's eyes, so uh, Rupert <laughs> Grint can play Arthur Weasley. Like we can do this. That would be fun. That would we be can do this. Oh, that would be great. It doesn't have to all be terrible people. We can still. I have don't know fun. if Emma Watson, Watson can play Molly Molly Weasley though. I was I was gonna say she can be like Trelawney. <laughs> <laughs> they can try once again to try and make her look older to blame McGonagall or go. something there and it just go. looks a thousand continue times to, worse continue to do a terrible job of it yeah oh gosh anyway. or she could just play Tonks when you get there I don't know anyway <laughs> Harry Potter notice how we're more fun. interested in not talking about this movie and talking about anything else that's not this movie okay well let's let's talk let's start at the end how about that I hate the third act of this movie. Mm-hmm. It is so inconsequential, and it's it just screams, oh, we're a big, dumb summer movie, even though this yep. came out in November. Uh, it's a blockbuster. We need a dumb ending with tons of special effects, even if the story doesn't matter. And the special um, effects look bad. And the special effects look bad. Oh, my God, they look so bad. The filmmaking gets so complacent, and I yep. think that's all on David Yates. We have complained with every single one of these movies since he's come on board. It, really, the whole series, in fact, that the effects are never consistent. They are always all over mm-hmm. the place. Some of them look fine. Some of them look bad. All of those creatures in the tavern that they go to with Narlac and they're they're trading for what are they trading for? Information on something or the other. I don't remember. The plot was happening. Yeah, I, I think thought. I think it's information on the plot. I think they're trying to get the script. Um, they, <laughs> yeah, they go there and, and Ron, like and Ron Perlman's voicing the the main. Is he okay? Guy, I, that I knew I recognized him. Can talk for more. Yeah. Um, they they all look terrible. All of the animal or the, the the goblins and trolls and stuff in there just and the the elves, they're just well, not good. The color grading is not as bad as the last right. few Harry Potter There is movies. some it's, color. It's still not great, but it's not as bad. It, it's like, okay, I, I understand why you... This is your stylistic choice that you made this look a little off. Like, I, I, I get why you would do something like that as opposed to the last three Harry Potter movies. Yeah. But well, let's talk about the end. So Ezra Miller is just like, hey, I'm the bad guy. Did you get it? Uh-huh. And then he turns into a giant smoke monster. Mm-hmm. And I did not care about him at all. Like it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I guess I felt there's some not mild... a single scene that that's supposed to like 
make us care about him. He's literally just sitting there staring quietly the entire time, which is so weird to watch him in Justice League because he's charismatic in Justice League. Yeah, I mean, love or hate his humor in that movie, he's got a personality. Yeah. Here he's just nothing. And then, I don't know, I felt that it was kind of weird that they threw in the whole his mother beats him. Like, that seemed like a very desperate... Mm -hmm ploy mm-hmm. to try and, and it's get very, us to sympathize. It's very half-measured. It's like, oh, she she hits his hand with a switch. She's like... But then I, they never actually show it. Yeah. And I'm not saying they needed to, yeah. but if you're going to be that desperate... Yeah. Because uh, there's, there's literally no other reason for us to care about him. Like, we know nothing about him. Yes, exactly. And we also don't get enough time with him. Like... And every every scene we get with him, I'm just like, go back to Newt. Just go back to him hanging out with, with uh Kowalski or whatever. Yeah. So um, the plot of this movie should be let me let me propose this. The plot of this movie should be Colin Farrell is Grindelwald's also, Colin Farrell is Grindelwald. We don't need Johnny Depp here. Yes. Um well I was gonna say Johnny that, Depp caked in makeup because of course. Yes. Of course. Uh, and it we'll talk about that. Uh the plot of this movie should should be Colin Farrell is uh <coughs> I'm dying. One of Grindelwald's spies in Makuza. Alright? He's just like a deputy. He's just like a he's 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 on the inside. Maybe it's just me. Makuza sounds stupid too. I agree. They're both just... No Match and Makuza both sound stupid. No, that's what I was saying. It sounds like Yakuza, which is like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, suddenly there were there were a bunch of of Asian characters that started pulling out samurai swords. <laughs> it was very strange. It was a weird and, turn for and extremely piece. offensive. If I do say so. the movie got better. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> oh. I was hoping Hugh Jackman would come out and say I'm the Wolverine. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, that's just me though. But yeah, that, no. that's just me. It should be Colin Farrell is is Grindelwald's. One of Grindelwald's spies, or he's, he's, he's in Grindelwald's organization. He's infiltrated Makuza. Um, <clears throat> and he is going to, uh, <clears throat> or he is trying to, like, I don't know, round up magical creatures uh, to, to sell them for funds, or maybe to use them for, for, maybe there's one particular creature that's hiding in New York somewhere that he really wants because he's, yeah, it it can do something that Grindelwald wants him for. Maybe it ties him with the Deathly Hallows somehow. Maybe it's like a creature that give, grants can grant invisibility if you drink their blood or whatever. I don't know. So, something like that where it's like, oh, he's trying to to replicate the Deathly Hallows because he can't find the cloak or what. I don't know. Something like that. You don't tell us all of this, but you just say, like, as far as why he wants him or anything, but you just say there's a creature, and, and for some reason Colin Farrell's character, who we don't know is working for Grindelwald, is obsessed with this creature. And then most of the movie is is Newt. He's he's trying. Maybe Newt comes to New York because he's looking for this creature. I mean, that's where that's where we're going. Uh, and it's it's an endangered creature. He wants to save it. Uh, he's trying to find uh, the beast, the fantastic beast. And he comes there. And then because of the switch up with Kowalski and everything, you still have a lot of that. The same. You still have most of his plot line that doesn't have to do with Credence and Colin Farrell and all that. Uh, preserve all that. And then the creatures all get out. You, you you have a lot more creatures get out rather than just, like, three of them. It's like, oh, like, his entire suitcase got emptied or whatever. 
And so he's got he spends the entire movie he's tracking them down while he's also trying to follow up leads on this one creature that he already came to New York to try and find. And he keeps butting heads with Colin Farrell's character because Colin Farrell, Farrell's character is working for the Macusa Magical Creatures Department or whatever. And so he's he's trying to to steal creatures that that have escaped from uh or, or like like confiscate creatures that have escaped from uh Newt's suitcase. And Maybe so they they're... start to work together, and they start to like build a friendship. And, there you go. And then it's like, oh, it's a twist. Colin Farrell's a bad guy. I then, have some emotional investment and then in the, the things that are yeah, happening. And then at the end, he he gets stopped, and he goes to jail or whatever, and it's revealed that he's he's uh, 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 under study of Grindelwald. He's he's one of Grindelwald's deputies, and, and he was put there to capture this creature that Newt has now saved. And therefore, we have. We have brought Newt under the eye of Grindelwald. He didn't directly stop Grindelwald by throwing a bird at him. Oh, that scene was so lame. And it was just the worst. And and so he's just like, okay, we we spent the first movie setting up Newt. We set up Newt's friends. And now we have uh, a good foundation that is that has some ties to the rest of the series. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. Where is that going? And then that go- maybe maybe Grindelwald isn't even mentioned in, or like he's mentioned in the movie, but maybe Grindelwald isn't even like that's not a that's not a big twist at the end that um, Colin Farrell's character is working for Grindelwald. Maybe you don't get that until an after credit scene or something like that. I don't know. I guess this franchise doesn't usually do those. Something like that where it's, it doesn't feel like completely. I mean, the DC movies didn't do that until they said, "Oh crap, we got to do that Marvel thing." True. True. But but it, it's something where where it doesn't feel like you've completely just been like, all right, we just kind of like uh, treaded water for ninety minutes there, uh, while we tried to figure out what we were doing with this movie's plot and action, and now we've got Grindelwald uh, set up so that you you'll go see the second one. So something where it's act, you feel like you've gotten a satisfactory, uh, full full bodied story that you enjoyed and you enjoyed the characters. And you've you've set up nicely so that now in the next movie you're going to enjoy the characters and you've also got some intrigue because it looks like Grindelwald's going to pop up uh, and that's it's going to have more of a focus on him because Newt's now come under his sphere of influence and interfered with his plans and he and Grindelwald is a master wizard who won't want to get caught by a bird in the subway and therefore he is uh, going to try and, and and do something to Newt track I don't know something like that. Well, maybe you could even end the movie with he receives a letter from Dumbledore requesting him to go to Hogwarts immediately so they can discuss Grindelwald. Something! Yes. I need things to happen in the movie! Yeah. So instead we got this. Wasn't there a whole thing that uh, um, Newt, like one girl was infected with the the Prometheus mm-hmm. black goo mm-hmm. and she ended up dying because he wasn't able to save her or something mm-hmm. and then Ezra Miller like the exact same thing happens and then Newt gets over it in about five seconds well yeah because what it is it is like Credence gets like caught uh, or, or he, Newt, Newt and Tina work with Credence to so that he, he's starting to get it under control and he's like, I'm going to save this one. I did mildly like that scene when uh, Colin Farrell and not Ripley are kind of vying for uh, yeah. Ezra Miller's ear, as it were. Yeah. 
trying to get him to, to listen to, to their side and what they're trying to say. Yeah. And so I, they I get it. I thought that was that was yeah. fine. Yeah, and they get it to where it's like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna go like he's gonna listen to Newt. And then the ores from Macusa come in, they just shoot Credence, and he dies. Oh, is that how that ends? Yes. And well, oh. well, so, so they come in they come in and Colin Farrell's like, Nobody touch him. Any anybody who who attacks him is gonna have to or lower your wands. Anybody who attacks him is gonna have to answer to me. And so I was like, oh, it's gonna be this dramatic thing where everyone's watching. There's a big crowd. Everyone's terrified. And then and then he he, he fixes. It. He's like he pulls it in. He's like, I'm I'm wizard now. Yay! And everyone's like, Yay! He, he did it. Got a, We destroyed the obscurus and saved the boy. But then they just start shooting him. And then Macusa lady is like. Actually, Colin Farrell will screw you. We uh, don't like you. And then they get into a battle. And Colin Farrell actually gives a really nice little speech where he's like, hey, I have motivations. Uh, let me let me tell you guys about this guy named Grindelwald who is a pretty cool dude. And, um, and then he gets into a fight with the Oars, and the Oars are like, ah, boom! And Colin Farrell's like taking on all of them. He's, he's scragging Oars left and right. And, he's, he's, and, then, and then Newt throws a bird at him. And it's like some weird like goop grabs him or something, and I think I think uh, Tina takes his wand, and that's how they beat Grindelwald, the 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 dark dark wizard Hitler. Is they uh, you know it's strange. Kind of wrap him up in a, this is a nitpicky thing. I believe Catherine Waterston also does the Accio, like the the uh, <clears throat> grab yep. you know pull something yeah, yeah. to you. Why why not say Expelliarmus if you're trying to disarm him? Yeah. What a plot hole. <laughs> she wants his wand. She thinks it's the elder wand. <laughs> it's not the elder wand at this point, right? No. It, okay. It Well I don't think it was. It didn't look like the elder wand. What a plot hole. Lord. I assume they're gonna focus on that in like one of the next movies or something. So, then it's revealed that Colin Farrell is actually Johnny Depp. Did your theater laugh at all? What was the reaction no. to that? I'm curious. I think everyone was just kind of like, what's happening? <laughs> like, I think everyone was just very confused. Um, okay. It's, and, and then, like, of course, he's covered in makeup, and he's got a weird design because Johnny Depp's... Uh, even though he, talk in about the his... trailers for the next movie, he looks generally like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. As opposed to this, where he still has, like, partially Colin Farrell's haircut, and he's, like, super white hair, which is odd, because it's, like, he's supposed to be the same age as Dumbledore, but Jude Law is playing Dumbledore in the next movie, and and looks like a a, a scrappy, strapping, or it's strapping young lad. I want to go ahead and say, well, the timeline's all screwed up with Dumbledore and the flashbacks we get in the the, the movies prior, It, it doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to attack Johnny Depp because of personal life stuff or anything like that. That's that's not what I'm addressing when I'm addressing my disgust for for Johnny Depp showing up in this movie. Uh-huh. It's Colin even Farrell's, though that would be a very fair reason to attack Johnny Depp as well. I, I'm not dealing. With, we're not. <laughs> dealing with yeah, that. we're not. We're going gonna, to put that put that aside. Uh, Colin Farrell's actually okay in this movie. He doesn't get anything yep. to do except for that that speech at the end was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets nothing to do except. He's just kind of a stoic, kind of stern guy. Yep. He he would have fit in well in the Star Wars prequels. Yep. Uh, but 
Like, that, that would have been interesting. It's like, oh, he's Grindelwald. Oh, okay, that's a cool reveal. I didn't expect that. And then he's just Johnny Depp. Oh, that's lame. And he's caked in makeup. I'm like, of course he is. I don't... I can't wait for the sequel where he's just going to act like a bumbling buffoon. Yeah. He probably won't. He but... says a couple of weird things to Newt. Yeah. I, I, I really was expecting him to say, and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids. I was... it. The movie was that close. They I swear. Have. They really should have, though. And, and he he looked like a goofy character from a Scooby-Doo cartoon anyway. Like, it would have worked perfectly. I'm going to give it an A. I'm going to give it an A-plus just for jumping the shark my, that hard. My my only uh, my only complaint is that, it, it or, or suggestion is that it should have been Colin Farrell. He He's starting to take on the oars, and he's like, you remember this as the day you almost caught Dark Wizard Grindelwald. <laughs> And oh, then Newt's no. like, you are without a doubt the worst dark wizard Grindelwald I have ever heard. <laughs> He's like, but you have heard of me. It's just so strange, because I was, I was, I don't, I don't recall being as hard on Johnny Depp in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies as you were. I mean, I was pretty mm-hmm. hard on him, just because they progressively screw up Jack Sparrow as a character. Yep. But I still enjoyed his performance to a certain degree. Yeah. Maybe it's just Pirates of the Caribbean, I don't know. Yep. Also, another thing, because we get those those brief glimpses of Voldemort going to find the Elder Wand in Deathly Hallows, um, part one, mm-hmm. and he goes and confronts Old Grindelwald. He looks. What, I, really, it, I just th- really, there I is really no want to know there. At, at the time, Johnny Depp has two different eye colors. I really, I really want to see at the time, uh, Grindelwald being cast by Johnny Depp for a single scene in Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 1. It's just for people to be like, why? why? They they do a Harry Potter uh, and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 special edition. Yes. It's perfect. At least it'd make more sense. Like, this, it was so strange. Yep. And I don't know what they were thinking. Because it's like, we've already got a big-name actor, we could just keep using him. No, we'll replace him with another big name actor. They won't see that coming. Yep. It was just terrible. <laughs> All right. Plus, I, I mean, think, I, I think we've talked knew. about the yeah. plot of this movie enough. Let's talk about the fun stuff. Let's. let's well, talk so about I want to. I want to kind of transition with this. What? How did you feel about uh, Newt with the the a rumpet in the in Central Park with the the doing the mating? Uh, ritual. That was fun enough. Okay, I preferred the scenes where what, what's the little I remember the, the Niffler where yeah, it's eating up yeah, all the, the coins and stuff. stuff. Every time they had a scene where they were hunting the Niffler down, it was great. Yeah, like this the scene where they're walking down the 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 sidewalk and they walk past him and then Newt like slowly backs up and just looks at him in the <clears> mirror <throat> and they're just staring at each other. Mm-hmm. That's great. I really love the idea of uh, Kowalski. Being a, a, a no match, uh, I I love the idea of them them doing that and him being like kind of the the co lead to to an extent at least one of one of the main leads in this movie, just because that's never something a perspective we've gotten before. He has nothing to do with the finale. Yeah, yeah, absolutely nothing, yeah. and I think that's a huge problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, but and but then they just, just wipe his mind. I. 
I don't like how they handle Kowalski at all in the last act. Like I said, yeah. the last act completely drops the ball. However, we haven't even talked about the destruction and them wiping everyone's minds and stuff, which completely takes away any tension that this movie creates. Yep. Which is very little. Yep. There's no consequences to this movie. Credence dies, sir. And then nobody <laughs> cares about him after that. <laughs> Immediately after he dies, everybody moves on. Yep. Newt... Especially because we get Newt and he talks repeatedly about this girl that he failed to save. And then he fails to we save the talk Flash. About, speaking, and also Tina doesn't have a reaction. Which, speaking of which, do we want to talk about the fact that they almost, like, killed Newt and Tina in, like, a horrifying death chamber? I did kind of like that scene. It was out of a completely different movie, but I kind of <laughs> liked it. It's even, like, a grimy, like, we, like I was just like, what? is this Saw? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. A little messed up. I don't know. I a thought little it was messed a... up. I feel like they'd be a lot more efficient about it. Just like, just shoot them with the killer I know. curse. They're immediately it's... dead. I, I did find it... That was one of the few bits of this movie I found kind of creative. How they, like, fill... Like, they focus on, like, happy memories. Yeah. And they get them into this, but like, dream-like also... state. As so... another thing of black goo... Rises up to kill them. <laughs> the, the liquid... Hollywood has got to move on from this black goo nonsense. It's, it's the new blue laser. We're, we are entering a new phase. Um, blue black laser the is the new black. That's Correct. all I'll say. Um, so, the, but the, also, like the chair is disintegrating and burning underneath here. So, is it like you get in there and you're like, oh, happy memories, and then the moment your feet touch it, you're like, oh god, <laughs> and then you just burn horribly for the like. I I have questions. You no, know, they start burning up. Do I smell bacon? <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> and then they're gone. It's fine. Perfect. Yeah. Um so that was Seriously weird. though, why not fill their head with happy memories so you get them relaxed and comfortable and then you just kill them? Yeah, cuz it's not like that does it Avada Kedavra. That's not like a painful it's just uh oh, you're dead now. Well, even you. if it is painful, it's like it's not even half a second of pain, and then yeah. you're gone. Yeah. Well, they even talk about that, and, and Harry asks Sirius how if it's painful, and Sirius is like, "Nah, man. Nah, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> chill." <laughs> and so, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. That's an odd thing. Anyway, there are nice scenes in this movie that we haven't talked about. Um. I did think him dancing to attract the hippo rhinoceros thing. Yes. We're getting a little ridiculous. I I'm remember okay with that it. If being... the rest of the movie were that goofy, I'd exactly. be okay with it. Exactly. I, I remember wish that this being movie was just a ridiculous romp. Yep. You remember when we said The Hobbit should be like a children's story? <laughs> you remember when we said The Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them should have been like a children's story? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, no, the, you were talking about with the scene with them in the the apartment. They they are all having a good time and just chilling. There's some really, not, I mean, the characters are all like the, those four four actors and the dialogue that they get to, to work with. Like it all works really well. Like it's there's a lot of really sweet moments and and like. I don't really get why uh, Catherine Waterston's sister is so interested in Kowalski, but well, their dialogue's he's, he's pretty fun. And so it's like, 
is she's never been in that world before, and then she can see in his mind that he's a genuinely good person. It's, it's it's just really sweet, and it's like, oh, you don't see much of that in movie. Oh God, Credence is back. Um, well, I did like the bit where, like, since she can read minds, and she's like, "Don't worry, you're not the first person to the first guy to have thought that when yeah. looking at yeah. me." And I'm like, okay, that's. That's how you inject a little bit of realism. You help me yep. to buy the world a little bit more. Just little nuances like that. Yep. And there, there's a lot of good stuff with that. And the, there's she has a great little line when they they discover they're left and she, they've left, and she's like, "But I made them cocoa." And it's like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's everyone. Everyone's really bringing it in in that department. And I feel like the final scenes that where where they where Kowalski leaves. Um, and then kind of the the stuff with Kowalski where he he gets obliviated um and the way he his his entire reaction of just kind of like walking off being like oh and they 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 do they have a nice little setup payoff where she asks him she's like is every muggle like this and it's no match but i'm just going to say muggle um and and he's like i'm the only one like me like trying to 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 be like plucky or whatever yeah and then uh when when he leaves, she's like, "You're the only one like you," or whatever. Like she she brings the line back, and it's really nice. She says it to him, um, and then and then he asks, he's like, "Why do you even keep me around?" Newt Newt's like, "Well, you're actually the greatest friend I have ever had, and uh, I'm, I'm you know I'm extremely close to you, and and I think you're a great person." He's like, "Oh, okay." Uh, yeah, that's one thing. I th- I do think they did a great job subtly building the friendship between mm-hmm. the two of them because mm-hmm. they never have like a down you know. A very blunt conversation of I think we're friends now. Yeah, like yeah. there's nothing that ham fisted. It's just mm-hmm. kind of they they build a rapport, and, and it's then... it's a testament to the fact that both of them play their characters really well. Where these are two yeah. characters who, when you put them in a room and have them do some crazy situations, it's like suddenly they they, they start to become like they're, I, they're just very open to each other. Most of the reason this works is because because of the actors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just so funny. I. I Tina, right? Catherine yes. Waterston's character. Yes. Um, it's so funny how we we said she she was kind of a nothing uh, Ellen Ripley ripoff in Alien Covenant. Yep. And in this one, she kind of gets to have a personality. Yep. The, well, that's what I was going to say too. So first of all, there's Kowalski does that, and then there's the great bit where where Newt switches the suitcases again, but this time he leaves him a suitcase full of uh, the eggs from the Akamis or whatever, yeah. and so he gets to start his business. Um. And then, of course, he sees Queen. It was, it was some nice Dark Knight Rises or Goodwill yep. Hunting yep. setup and payoff. Yep, and he sees he sees Queenie, and and it's like, oh, does he remember her? This is a nice little nice little tag. It's kind of a cute little thing. I'm I'm sure you're gonna have a problem, but I find it very sweet. My problem is he's gonna be in more movies. Yep. Rendering the fact that they wipe his <laughs> mind completely pointless. And that was something I was thinking too. I was like, and number one, he's not involved in the third act at all. Two, he's showing up for more movies, so wiping his mind is utterly pointless. Yeah, it is. It is, or it's almost like, yeah, I don't know. Um, and I, 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 I still a nice why, And this, this might be more my problem because obviously I'm seeing this much later, and I've already seen the trailer for the sequel, yes. so I know he's yeah. going to be showing up in that. When I'm watching this movie, or, or it, for people watching it in the theater, they don't know he's coming back for another movie. Yeah, so. I remember being very touched by that. I was like, oh, he he might remember. Oh, my gosh, that's nice. Very no, it was a moment. nice moment, very well acted, but at the same time, I was just like, yeah, but it's pointless. But, uh, but like, I like as me, for me, not knowing, like, uh, 
I had no idea. I thought that they were just going to write him out, and I was like, oh, I'd like to see him back. And then I was like, okay. oh, he might be back. Cool. Um, but yeah, seeing it now, probably not nearly as effective. Um, but I was going to say Newt and, uh, and uh, Tina's goodbye. Out- outside of Tina name-dropping Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, because we have to say the title of the film at some point. Which doesn't... It's not completely like... It's not Suicide Squad, but... Um, other examples... I don't remember. I there's that we I when we talked about Suicide Squad, we had a huge list of them. Um but it, it's not terrible. It's just kind of like, "Oh, you 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 did that. We almost got to the end and you did it." Um but aside from that, their goodbye is really really nice. It's really sweet. Um Eddie Redmayne is is acts it just perfectly. Um Yeah, I really like that. Well, it's just so strange cuz Eddie Redmayne's performance does a very good job being both charismatic and weird. Yeah. Well, it's it's very... It's a very fine line. There's a very subtle... I mean, not even subtle necessarily, but the way he plays it is so, like... It feels very real. Um, way where it's like, whenever he's just around humans, it's kind of like, oh, he's he's not, like... He's, he's, he's not awkward. It's it's almost like he, he's supposed to be sort of, like, autistic even. Like, it's, it's like he has trouble yeah. relating with people. But the moment he sees the animals, he doesn't have to say, oh, when I see animals, I open up. It's, um... Like, he doesn't have to say anything to Kowalski to be like, for him to be like, hey, you know, you seem to be a lot happier now. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, I like animals. It's it's just like, he sees them and immediately he is the master of this domain and he is like charismatic yeah. and charming and he's he's excited and he's talking to these animals like they're his best friends and like, it, it's it's really, he does a really good job of that. Um, it's a really delightful lo- little scene. I love the suitcase. Yes. Like I said, it was a little weird pacing-wise how, like, we went down there a couple times. It's like, yeah. wow, isn't this amazing? Yeah. But but we've already seen it. <laughs> kind of ruins the amazement the second time around, considering right. we've already seen it. Um, but whenever they were in the suitcase, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Whenever this movie is just being goofy and weird, it's fun. Mm-hmm. This movie should have been goofy, weird, and a little bit heartfelt. And shorter. And shorter. <laughs> I don't know. Like the, the script felt so by the books. Like mm-hmm. even even to the point of like they confront Colin Farrell and he's like, "Oh, it's the end of the second act. You guys are going to jail and you're going to die." Yeah, yeah. Like that felt so. Like I, I just immediately flash back to like, oh, the Ghostbusters. They go to jail at the end of the second act. <laughs> oh, the Mask. Jim Carrey goes to jail at the end of the second. Like I was immediately flashing mm-hmm. back to other movies that have done that, and I don't feel like I normally do that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this moment, what a ripoff. It reminds me of X, Y, and Z movies. But for some reason, I guess it's just because the script was so mediocre to bad yeah. that that's immediately yeah. where, where I was going to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Which is kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, let's let's talk about the, the destruction and lack thereof at the end of this movie. Yeah. And I'm sure this... Whenever I've I've heard people discussing it, this seems to be like the one major complaint that people have. Really? At least from I've heard I've the heard. one major complaint that I've heard just to be that's fine. <laughs> like okay. the entire movie, just, like I well, haven't like, heard as, many as a as an actual concrete criticism of the movie. Right. Right. So pretty much the third. Act. It's so strange that that bit where they're standing on the rooftop watching the Flash start to destroy things. I'm like uh-huh. this. This feels like a superhero movie now. 
And then they undo all of the damage instantly, and you're like, oh, it really feels like a superhero movie. It feels like a Warner Brothers superhero <laughs> movie. I would like also they're dramatically standing on the rooftop. Like, another flashback thing. <laughs> Newt should have turned to them and said, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. And then he just jumps off the roof. He just lands on the ground. Like, just... <laughs> Like other guys style (laughs) There goes my hero Splat What were they aiming for? It's 20 stories (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't seen the other guys With Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell Go watch that And Samuel L. Jackson and Dwayne Johnson (laughs) Yes For like 10 minutes And it's (laughs) glorious Yes That's how you handle really fun, charismatic people being in a movie for a short amount of time. And you do it effectively. (laughs) Like, can you imagine if Johnny Depp, that Colin Farrell turns into Johnny Depp, and then he... Like, I I have a problem with the fact that they just capture him. Like, it would be... It's so lame. It's it's so... Oh, crap. We've got, like, ten minutes of screen time left. We gotta wrap this up. It would be so much more... wouldn't Wouldn't it be interesting if the whole third act was we get... Like, the end of the second act, we get the reveal that he is actually Grindelwald, and then they're just chasing Grindelwald yep. for the whole third act. If good. you're gonna do that, yep. don't have it be... Well, I was gonna say... Oh, we have this lame Ezra Miller is is the MacGuffin. Oh, I totally didn't see that coming. It oh, would... and now we've captured Grindelwald. Or, or have it Wizard be... Hitler wasn't that hard to catch, people. Yeah, what I was gonna say is you have him, you do the reveal, and it's like, oh, it's Grindelwald. And then he's like, I will not be coming quietly or whatever. And then and then he just, like, does Grindelwald things. I don't know. He, he just, like, burst out of the restraints. Maybe maybe he, he, uh, he could do something. I don't know. He's got a backup wand. I don't know. And he, uh, he, he breaks out of the, out of the, the restraints. Maybe he, maybe he just, like, straight up kills, like, President Lady or whatever. Or some, someone, one of the other, like, people that we've seen floating beside her for most of the movie. And then he just like fly like, and then he, I don't. He flies off like it's just like, and like he flips them on the bird and, and just like like give, me, give us something where he like I it's it's such a weird thing that he just like lets himself get captured and it's it's I feel like they're gonna do it as an oh he meant to get captured thing, um in the second one which is not at all how it seems like they're doing it. Uh, we're ripping off more movies. <laughs> what a See, grand time it was. So be. in terms of the big special effect at the end, Black Goo is replacing Blue Laser. However, uh guy gets captured in order to break out again is coming back in vogue. So we we should place bets on how early we think Grindelwald is going to escape custody in the sequel. Because obviously they need to have a fight. It can't just all be a trial. Right, or it could be. 12... I hope it's a trial. That would be immediately be better. Twelve Angry Wizards. <laughs> I and, want that. And Dumbledore's trying to convince them to let him go free. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's write it right now. Maybe we can submit it before the movie gets released. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two months. Yeah. Um. Probably the but first yeah. scene, if I had to guess. Just like I said, your question. Probably the first scene. scene. Okay. <laughs> um, well, like I said, the ending, they just, there's tons of destruction, a bizarre amount of destruction in a metropolitan city that feels so outdated at this point. 
Like, you remember how Infinity War, like, they had the one scene in New York where, like, ultimately there's not a whole lot of destruction, there's a little bit, and then they just move to other locations because, hey, we've been there and done that? Yep. Uh, or how in uh, Avengers, it, it's it's generally, there is a lot of destruction, but it's 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 mostly cosmetic. It's not like we're blowing up the sides of buildings or whatever. It's just like, oh, there's a lot of debris. There's a lot of stuff getting smashed around and and it's it, it's a lot more with it feels like the environment is real as opposed to we're doing cgi stuff exploding does mr i hate brunch kill anybody in his black goo whirlwind he does anybody actually senator. die other than the senator and his mother i think that's it there's no consequence. Yeah, I, There's well, nothing that's what I'm saying, to is that it. When you, and that's what I was talking about. When good How is this movie? It's not made for, for five-year-olds, but it has the logic of a movie made for five-year-olds. Yeah. Well, it's good widespread city video or video game. Uh, movie action usually ta- like makes it feel like, oh, Lord, there are a lot of people around here that we are At trying to get DC out. At least the DC movies, I don't know what's worse having all this it's the weird Brian Singer contradiction yes. right yes exactly I don't know what's worse having all this destruction and people would clearly be dying yet they don't say anybody died or you just say oh this is uninhabited oh we evacuated everyone yeah. I don't know what's what's the worst BS excuse for why <laughs> we're not seeing untold death yeah I don't know Tyler give me an answer we need we need answers And then they just wipe everyone's minds with the the really lame rain yeah. thing. It was all just terrible. And then they're just like, okay, we can use spells. We can fix all the destruction. Like, the ending of this movie is just so nothing that they can just reverse it and it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the movie we'll be talking about next week. By the way, we're we're switching things around. We're doing Deadpool two next week. Okay, so you agree to this? <laughs> yes, Infinity War will be after that. We're getting Deadpool two out of the way first. Sounds good. I want to get all the bad out of the way, then we'll we'll we'll, we'll get Infinity <laughs> War. Then we'll be fine. Everything will be fine once we have Infinity War. Even Deadpool two, I don't hate, but I feel like when we ta- start talking about at the end, we're going to be it's like, "Yeah, be, we both yeah. hate this movie." Yeah, same, same as this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I'm I'm good. If if you have nothing else to mention, just the special effects one last time. The weird <laughs> his his bird that he's trying to get to Arizona looks flat out terrible. Yeah. Like it looks, it does not look like it's there. Yeah. It looks. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it, it's too neon. Like, the coloring's off. Like, it does not look real. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's 2016. Doctor Strange, another magic movie, came out in, like, the same month, and it looks a thousand times better. Mm-hmm. And people refer to that one as one of the most generic Marvel movies, but at <laughs> least they got that right. Yeah. You'll very rarely hear hear people say that a Marvel movie was not competent. You'll hear them say it's formulaic or generic. Yeah, but, but you'll also hear them say the, the the later movies and the Harry Potter movies are are in the film series are good. Yeah, and that's just complete hoo ha. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if I have anything else to say. Probably not. We're done with this franchise for now, so that's nice. Yep. What's your point? Uh, this is so depressing. Yep. I don't know, because once again, I, I, I had a very tough time grading really all the Harry Potter movies, but particularly the last three, mm-hmm. because, like, Half-Blood Prince I hate. I still think that's the worst one. Yeah. I know you don't agree. I think it's the worst one. I only gave it a D because I was trying to, once again, I was trying to put my head into the perspective of a normal movie fan who doesn't, right. isn't focusing so much on the source material. I gave that a D. And Deathly Hallows Parts 1 and 2, I both gave D pluses. I don't know where this falls in. I'm just like, it's all bad. Just get, take it away from me. <laughs> but at least Deathly Hallows Parts 1 and 2, they gave me moments that I cared about this one did for me too i mean there's yeah, a <laughs> i don't know i don't know how i, I feel i'm gonna go i'm gonna go c minus okay that's where i'm sitting at i i've i waffled between d plus and c in that range and i think that's the best middle ground because i do really like some of those character moments i'm excited to see if they do anything with these characters in the next movie i doubt it but you know what it's it, it's there, there are enough moments in here that i enjoyed um, but also it's kind of not a good movie <laughs> I shouldn't be thinking about it like this but I'm kind of thinking like what would I rather watch Deathly Hallows either one of them or this I don't know can my answer be no <laughs> I think I'm going to go D plus okay. just to have I think they're all in the relatively on the same playing field yeah um Obviously, the difference between C- and D-plus isn't that much. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I didn't hate it. I hated things about it, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. Exactly. Like I said, in one word, lame. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we're done with Harry Potter. That was depressing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Particularly if you're a fan of this film series. I'm so sorry. It's just it's, really it's like when you're playing when get... a, it's like when you're playing a game of monopoly and then and then you you it's been going on way too long and then you get to the end and then someone wins because someone landed on a spot and you're just like okay we're done let's put up the board yeah oh thank god finally i landed <laughs> on something where just all of my yeah. money automatically goes away we don't have to do any more math <laughs> you don't leave me with 2 dollars friends don't let friends play monopoly <laughs> go play something better it's just upsetting whenever we get a franchise that ends not very well like it starts off decent <laughs> which is most of them which i feel like we've been spoiled because obviously we did the mcu and that took up a huge part of our time um what did we do before that what did we do before that i don't even remember let me look we did rocky we've been spoiled Yes, exactly. So what was before Rocky? Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> and what was before Pirates of the Caribbean? Okay, because we had some stuff interspersed between um, Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, then another Force Awakens, so. Or no, that would have been Rogue One at the time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was before that? I want to I wanna re- reinforce my point, and I feel like I'm not reinforcing it well. Back to the future. <sighs> then we got Terminator, okay. Jurassic Park, okay. The Matrix, okay. and Batman. <laughs> okay. 
There we go. <laughs> Those pretty much all prove your point. And then we're and then we're getting back into the early stuff. And then we're getting back into Alien. I was going to say which, we got Alien coming up there. We got X Men, which is weird. Uh, oh God. James Bond and then Spider Man. Uh, I don't care anymore. Oh God. We've talked about a lot of crap. <laughs> uh, and it's not going to stop, at least for a couple weeks. Because next week we're doing Deadpool 2. Yep. I think a lot of people are going to be like, or are currently thinking, why, why do you hate that movie? Was, everyone loved it. But <sighs> we'll get into it. No, I want to go. I'd, I'd rather talk about Deadpool two than this than Fantastic Piece. Yeah. Well, it, it's one of those things where where a lot of people, I feel like most people, are pretty positive on that movie, yeah. and like the few people I've told, and we like, need yeah, to prove them wrong. <laughs> well, it's not even proving them wrong. It's yeah, just, no, I know. They get surprised when I say I didn't like it very much. Yeah. yeah. And then I start to explain my reasons. You know, like plot and story and character. character and they're just like oh but it's just supposed to be fun you know action scenes and jokes and I'm like but yeah but there's more to it than that and I don't think it's as fun as the first one partially because of plot story and character yeah we'll, we'll talk about it beginning middle end facts plot <laughs> tell it go uh you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. And then we're on iTunes and YouTube if you just give a search there for Here Come the Sequels. How did J.K. Rowling write this movie? I don't know. Because David Yates directed it. But he directed five! He directed Order of the Phoenix! Maybe it's just Steve Clovis. Maybe he's the problem. Or maybe it's when you get both him and David Yates together in a room. True, true. Yeah, because I guess we, it we could like be a the combo thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm on board. Kind of like a, a, a David Goyer, Zack Snyder situation? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. You look like you're having thoughts there. I want to watch good movies again. 